Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Support for The Zest comes from People's Gas, delivering clean, efficient, and affordable natural gas for cooking at home with precise temperature control. More at floridasenergy.com. We can make things like guava beer. It's crazy, but you can do it. And you can do it here because we got fresh guava and it's fantastic. And people love guava here. So there's a lot of perks that we have to being in the state of Florida when you're, you're talking about craft beer. I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. There's a holiday coming up, but it doesn't involve flowers or candy. February 15th is Florida Craft Beer Day. We'll meet the founder coming up. If you could invent a holiday to celebrate your favorite food or drink, what would it be? For Donnie Gallagher, it's Florida Craft Beer Day. In 2015, the Clearwater resident convinced fellow craft beer lover and then Tampa Mayor Bob Buckhorn to declare February 15th Florida Craft Beer Day in Tampa. I recently spoke to Donnie about what makes Florida's craft beer scene unique and why he says craft beer is here to stay. Why are you so passionate about craft beer? A lot of people drink beer, but you live it. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) That's true. Um, And it's actually been a part of my life since 2007. So I actually um, had about five years of formal training under, uh, let's just call it our good friend, Bud. And Bud is one of the biggest beer manufacturers in the world. Uh, I mean, this was a much different beer scene back then in 2007. But ever since then, um, I was inspired because I found that uh, when I was with our friend Bud, my role was basically teaching people how to pair beer and food. And what I found was that people were fascinated by it. They take the knowledge that that we shared, and they would uh, they would go to their local pub and impress their friends. They would sit down and tell their wife, who's probably not interested at all, or could have been um, back then before craft beer was a thing. So who really knows? But it's just been great, and and people have been interested in learning that stuff. And so part of the podcast mission was to to set that up and and just lead with that foot forward because people really did enjoy learning. And so we do all we can to inspire that learning to keep going by just going out of your bubble, going down the street, finding what's new. If you're at a restaurant you love, try the new seasonal thing. I love talking to people. And so it's really just been a part of my life for a long, long time now. So you actually worked for Budweiser. We're not just talking about drinking in your dorm room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, nicknames aside. Yeah, it was actually Anheuser-Busch before they were um, part of InBev. So during that transition, I was part of the team, helping lay out the marketing plan and the strategy, how that went. Um, Learning from big beer was critical. It was huge because you learn from big beer. I mean, obviously, they became big beer for a reason. As craft beer just, you know, continued to grow in the country and locally around me, um, I just saw all these little breweries popping up. And I said, hey, people still love to talk about beer. I learned a lot from the brewing process, how to market beer, how to talk about beer, how to enjoy beer, how to get non-beer drinkers into beer. It's surprising what you can really do with beer and food. And, and that stuff stayed with me forever. What is craft beer? I think a lot of people who drink the bigger brands might look at it as a hipster thing. Why should we care about craft beer? Craft beer is much more than just something you drink. And you can look at this now as you drive down the street. There's mom and pop 
brewers and, and bar owners that are brew pubs or tap rooms or what have you. There's families that are in brewing. There's uh, local economies. There's billions of dollars nationally, hundreds of millions of dollars for just the state of Florida alone, a hundred thousands of jobs for Floridians and nationwide. You know, that number continues to grow, even though we're in this kind of weird time, but it's, it's a community really more than, than just a, a delicious beverage that will, you know, get you feeling good. Is there a difference in the taste if you put two glasses of beer in front of me and one was a craft beer and one was a big name beer? What would I notice? What's the difference? The big name beer brews, I don't want to say it's generic, but they brew a type of beer that everybody will drink, right? Statistically, if you're going to put a product out on a mass scale, you want it to be uniformly accepted. And that's fantastic. The beauty of craft beer and the thing that you can't get from a big beer um, that you can get in craft beer are, are things like subtle nuances, flavors, uh, flavor diversity, uh, different things that that big beer just can't either monetize or they just don't want to. Little beer making, and I say little beer, craft beer making much smaller scale can experiment. They can push the boundaries of what this stuff can do. Um, they can really get get you again out of your shell, out of your comfort zone. You may have never had a black pepper strawberry basil lager, but let me tell you, it's one of my favorite beers I've ever tried. Things like that you'd never get from big beer. Yeah, I, I want one now. <laughs> Just the words, black pepper, strawberry, basil. I'm like, I will eat that in a salad. I will drink it in a glass. I'm telling you, it, it, yeah, it, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. Do you brew your own beer? I do. I've been brewing now for over four and a half years. So pretty much again, when we started all this stuff, I was like, you know what? I talk about it enough. I might as well uh, talk the talk and walk the walk. So I started brewing beer. And actually that recipe I just referenced, and it was a pale ale in my recipe, not a lager, but that's my favorite beer that I've ever brewed. (laughs) Black pepper, strawberry, and basil. Three amazing flavors that really bring out some spicy pale ale uh, notes that go well with just about anything you could eat too. Really good stuff. Oh, that's a good tip. So I'm sure a lot of people would like to get into brewing their own beer, especially as we're all home more these days. It could be a fun hobby to start in the new year. What advice do you have for beginners? Sure. So the the internet is your friend. And of course, part of that community that I keep referencing about craft beer is that not only the brewers and the people that do it professionally, but the hobbyists and those who do it for fun or just do it to experiment are also very interested in sharing knowledge and and being helpful for the industry and the community. Um, When I say community, I'm not lying. Like you can go on Facebook and find about 100 groups within 20 miles of your house that you can tap into for knowledge and sourcing, you know, recipes or how to's. Or, or getting recommendations, things like that. It, it truly is a community. But the hardest part about home brewing is simply starting. The equipment is cheap enough. The knowledge is out there. The time that it takes is, is like you said, we're all home now. It's, it's, you know, it might be a couple hour process, but from start to finish, you could, you could have you know, it all done and learn and have this, this great experience. So it's, it's really more simple than, it, than you think it is. It, it's as simple as making a pot of pasta, really. Um, that's about as hard as craft brewing is. Really? Home brewing, excuse me. That's about as hard as home brewing is. I apologize. Oh, I just made a pot of pasta today. I might have to uh, <laughs> give craft beer home brewing a try. What is it about Florida's craft beer scene? I know breweries are popping up all over, but what's unique about Florida? 
the unique part about Florida and Florida craft beer is that we have a very eclectic state. So we've got a whole ton of different beer drinkers and non-beer drinkers. We've got a bunch of different, you know, little economies and, and little nuggets of town. You know, we've got um, a South Florida crowd who drinks a totally different product than say folks in Gainesville or here on, on the Tampa Bay, you know, side of the, of the state. We've got the central Florida folks heavy on orange and citrus. I mean, the real estate that we have to a grow unique ingredients, for for homebrew and for for craft beer really and then the the people that drink it i think it's a very unique population compared to again looking at colorado or looking at utah or california or really any other state where you would assume you know portland oregon where craft beer is just the thing it's a different market here and i think that that benefits not only the craft breweries that are here but it also benefits the people that are here because we can make things like guava beer it's crazy but you can do it and you can do it here because we got fresh guava and it's fantastic and people love guava here. So there's a lot of perks that we have to being in the state of Florida when you're, you're talking about craft beer. Oh, I do love guava. Tell me about Florida Craft Beer Day. This was your idea? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I got to give some credit to Bob Buckhorn because he actually, uh, uh, he acknowledged the fact that we started this thing and it was really just an idea with another few folks that were in the industry that wanted to say, hey, we need to recognize craft beer. So we did some some research and a good buddy of mine marked a note. Oh, if you Google his name, he's written now, I believe, two um, full books on Florida craft beer. And I think one's a history of, and then one's kind of now where we are. Um, but in talking with him, he laid a couple details on the table, one of which was in, in 1897, Florida's first craft brewery opened in Ybor City, Florida. The etching is still on the side of the building today. If you go down Ebor, it's one of the tallest buildings. It's got a big American flag on top of it, and it has Florida Brewing Company written on the side. That was intriguing to me. And as I peeled back the onion that was, you know, what is craft beer here? We just learned of the rich history and the diversity that Florida really did for craft beer. And the first one in the whole state, in the whole south southeast, was right here in Ebor City. So it's really a fantastic thing to celebrate. And in doing so, we established that that brewery actually opened on February 15th. And the 14th is a pretty heavy media day, or at least a lot of attention, but the 15th happened to be slow. So what we said is, hey, listen, let's stop the presses. Let's have this thing. Let's really pull some celebration behind craft beer. And we actually reached out to the mayor's office at the time. It was Bob Buckhorn. He said, you know, I love craft beer. Let's do this thing. So we went to the brewery, the old building that is now Spoke Law Firm. Um, they're a uh, the first brewery there, we had an event. We invited a bunch of folks out. We said, this is really something. And so every year since um, 2015, we've been having and celebrating this event. And the mayor, though sometimes he does come, sometimes he do did not you know, show up, he would send a proclamation. And again, if you Google that, the city of Tampa under the mayor, Bob Buckhorn, has established Florida Craft Beer Day every 15th of February for the last you know four or five years here. And we're just so happy and excited to have the city on board. That's amazing. You really left your mark. Are you from Florida? <laughs> born and raised. I'm that guy. Uh, Orlando. <laughs> I was born and raised in Orlando. There's not many of us. But yes, I have been you know, my whole life in Florida. Oh, wow. You're a, you're a special unicorn then. What <laughs> happens on Florida Craft Beer Day? How can we celebrate? The beauty is we've celebrated a number of different ways. So what we always do is we tie in either a craft brewery locally or a, uh, a distributor, somebody that we can help. And the first event was fantastic. We had Big Storm out there. We had um, we had the folks from Pepin Distributing were out there. We had the mayor, of course. We had a bunch of media out there. It was a blast. But since then, we've changed it up just about every year. 
So sometimes what we've done in the past is we'll have uh, Q&A, you know, with a podcast that we have talking about beer. We invite our listeners to come out and we kind of gathered and and we would all, you know, celebrate. And at seven o'clock, we'd raise a toast. And and we actually extended that virtually before virtual, you know, was such a commonly adopted practice. We had a simul toast. So at eight o'clock, uh, no matter where you were, you could tune into the live stream, raise a glass and say, you know, here's the Florida craft beer. And we were really celebrating the jobs, the people, the community, the economic value, all this stuff that craft beer brought to our state. You know, we were just happy to be, be celebrating it. So do you think craft beer is here to stay? I know the first craft brewery has been around for over a century, but from an outside perspective, people might think it's another fad. Is it yeah. a fad? Well, and that's the thing, even before, you know, the country and the world fell into uh, what we are now with, with you know, the COVID-19 threat and things like that, breweries, you know, were, there was talk of a bubble. And they always talk about a bubble of how, just as you described, is it a fad? Is it something that just hipsters can do? And, and, and it's not really for the general public and yada, yada. I would say that's quite the opposite. If you look at an economy or a place like the UK, right over in Great Britain, there is a brewery per capita, I believe, of one to 25, which means that, you you know, for every 25 people, there's a brewery, which is crazy. Now, in the United States, it's it's literally one to, you know, 100, 200. I'm not quite sure, but it's astronomical. And all that means that we have plenty more room for breweries. Ideally, you know, how the, the best economy work for beer is that there's a brewery on every corner. That way, you know, what we have here in Tampa may be very different from a, a Miami brewery or one that's right down the road from you. And that's the beauty of it is that all these little folks can do unique and different things to bring diversity, to bring uniqueness to their their spaces and bring so much more. But to briefly answer the question, yes, there is plenty more room for breweries and it is not a fad. It's not going anywhere. These breweries are making an impact in their economies. They're here to stay. And, and trust me, if you ask any of them, they'd prefer it to be that way. I like that. It's like cheers. You've got your corner bar. <laughs> With your really could be. <laughs> watermelon and basil or whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> your strawberry basil yeah. craft beer. Okay, tell me about your podcast. So our show, basically, we started this thing saying, hey, you know, we love craft beer, but what else can we bring? Um, I'm a big Star Wars nerd. I'm a geek at heart. I've got all sorts of gadgets and, and technology pieces that I love to collect. We all play games. So essentially, we said, all right, what is the demographic we're really going for? And we landed on craft beer first with a geek news kind of kicker to it. So every week we meet, we talk about, you know, new movies, new TV shows, new video games. Um, but we've been able to to experience some really unique things in, in embracing both craft beer and this geek news because the cultures of both those demographics um, really overlap quite a bit. And so we've been able to go out and, and be invited to Smithsonian events that were local or at local, um, you know, galleries and art exhibits here. We've been to Star Wars Celebration and covered those in the past. It's really just this collection of craft beer stories and geek news that we like to bring together to just encourage people to, to pursue what you like, you know, have a cold beer, just relax for a minute. <laughs> yeah, we all need to relax. What's the name of the podcast? It's Craft Brews and Geek News. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> so when you're done listening to The Zest, you just pop on over to Craft Brews and Geek News. Okay, Donnie, I have a little surprise. Do you like games? I love games. I'm so glad you said that. I <laughs> think the most fun part of craft beers are some of the names that people come up with. So I was doing some Googling, and the game is Real or Fake Florida Craft Beers. I'm going to give you some names. 
One of them's real. The other one I just made up. And let's see if you can guess just for fun. So one of these is one of these is real. Pride of Polk County or straight out of Lakeland, which is the real Florida craft beer. Straight out of Lakeland. It's got to be. That is real. It's an IPA from (laughs) Swan Brewing in Lakeland. You're good at this. How did you know that? Well, Swan Brewing, my brother lives in Lakeland, and Swan Brewing is actually a, a great place. So that Blackberry, let me give, can I give you back a name? Yeah, oh, please. <laughs> that, that Blackberry <laughs> strawberry uh, basil beer that I was referring to was actually a clone recipe that I first um, had at, at Lakeland Brewing Company, which no longer exists. Sorry to, to say that. Swan Brewery is still there, and Swan Brewery actually wasn't there um, at the time, but that beer was called Lipstick on a Pig. Oh, my God. And so my beer is called Lipstick on a Zombie Pig because I'm resurrecting a a recipe from a brewery that is closed. So those names really do exist. Wow. Okay, you're going to ace this then. I wonder if some of the ones I made up are actually real. So you mentioned zombies. You mentioned zombies. So let's go to the next one. Is it I See Dead People or Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me? One of those is real. Um, you know, I've never heard either one. So this is a, a true, honest guess here. But I would definitely vote on the second one if I was going to think what was hippie and, and kind of out there enough to be a, a catchy name for a beer. Devil and God are raging inside me. Correct. Yes, you are correct. It's a Belgian <laughs> quad from Wicked Barley Brewing Company in Jacksonville. These would be great, like, indie band names, I think, too. I mean, you could even <laughs> go down what you just described and try to say, is that a real ingredient? A Belgian quad from... The, you know, oh, that's they're, true. They're, it's pretty crazy how they can get uh, they can get complicated. There are little hints in there. Okay, we'll do a couple more. Which is the real one? The House That Rock Built or Mighty Fortress? Hmm. The House That Rock Built is, is sticking out for some reason, but it could... Again, I've not heard of either one, so <laughs> your guess. That's, that's my guess. Oh, I got you. That's one okay. I made up. The real beer is Mighty Fortress, and it's an amber lager from Castle Church Brewing Company in Orlando, which is a combination church and brewery. Who wouldn't want to go there on a Sunday? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, let's do two more. I'm looking at my list here, and I don't know if I can stump you. All right. Which is the real beer? No lifeguard on duty or night swim? Night swim from Coppertail. Is oh, Donnie! <laughs> Uh, yes. Although the first one did sound like a beer I've heard of, but I'm, I don't know. So I definitely know Night Swim. <laughs> oh, yes. it's You're right. Coppertail Brewing in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I should have gotten these from a different state because apparently you know all the Florida beers. <laughs> all right. Let's do let's do one more. Um, hmm, which one should I pick? You're really good at this. All right. Which is the real beer? Fruit by the Foot or Pineapple Mango Coconut Evil Kiss? Hmm. I think there's too much going on with the coconut mango, so I'm going to go fruit by the foot. Got you again. Yep, I just made that up from my childhood and maybe yours too. (laughs) Who doesn't love a good fruit by the foot? I know. No, pineapple mango coconut evil kiss is from Proof Brewing Company in Tallahassee. So I had to go all the way up to Tallahassee to stump you. Well, thank you for playing. There's no (laughs) prize, but it was fun. And it was so great to talk to you. Is there anything else you want everyone to know about craft beer in Florida? Sure. I would say specifically, just just before we go, there is something that you can ask for for anybody that's out there listening and and interested and still a little confused, you know, as to how they get into beer. Maybe it's just not their thing. I really encourage everybody to try beer, 
to uh, to get out of their comfort zone and to walk down the street or to get a ride somewhere <laughs> and enjoy something something that you haven't. And if you try it once a week, you'd be surprised how many how many beers you could go through, how many things you could try, flavors you could unlock. But what people don't understand about beer is that beer is food. There's literally four ingredients. Water, hops, yeast, and barley, and that's really it. And those same ingredients are in other things that you consume already. By saying beer is food, people don't understand how well it complements food. You can bring out new flavors on uh, uh, having a beer with a cheesecake or a pizza or something else that you think that's well beyond the baseball stadium hot dog and that warm beer that you got served. It, It is so much more complex and interesting. And if you take a minute to understand that and to peek behind the curtain and look at the people that do this, that breathe this, every day, you'll notice that these these brewers, these communities, these families are, are just fantastic, like any other business or anything else you can be passionate about. And there's so much to learn. So I just encourage anybody out there to get out of your comfort zone and try something new. Donnie Gallagher is the founder of Florida Craft Beer Day and co-host of the podcast Craft Brews and Geek News. You can find more information about Florida Craft Beer Day and a link to the Facebook group that Donnie moderates for craft beer enthusiasts on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with help from Cheyenne Jaglau and Mark Hayes. Copyright 2021, WUSF Public Media. 